this is the Internet's Worst Gaming Podcast. I'm Loki Jarson, and here, as always, is Joe Stizzy. Hey, everybody. Uh, Rob, once again, not here. He was going to be, but then some last-minute scheduling came up. Some family bullshit, or maybe his work. I don't really know or care. Uh, Stizzy, how have you been? I have been well. Um, how have you been? Poor and uh, terrible. Poor as in money-wise or health-wise? Health-wise. Oh, okay. So you're at least you're rolling in the dough. Oh, yeah. I'm rich as fuck. Um, That's good to hear. Aller- allergies are killing me right now, so if you hear me sniffle on air, sorry. Also, I live in South Texas, and it's 100 degrees here at time at night. So, you know, if you hear my air conditioner in the background, that's too damn bad. I'm not sweating for you. Not, I don't sweat this. So you shouldn't either. Uh, what games have you been playing since we've last recorded? Well, let's see, we... What was that, two weeks ago? Well, I'm about to go on a... Well, I'm not going to release this tomorrow, so it will be some time frame between the last episode and this one. Well, it hasn't been that long, plus I'm going on a long trip soon, so I didn't want to get into anything new, because I figure I wouldn't be able to beat it. Sure, sure. Um, uh, frequently I've just been doing replay of Persona 5, mostly trophy hunting. Um, and I think I started Shadow of the Colossus. Killed a few Colossuses, but... Colossi. Colossi, yeah, that's, yeah, that is the plural, but... Uh, my enthusiasm for that game has always been tampered solely on the fact that I got spoiled the ending a long time ago. Um, so long ago, I don't even remember where. It's just one of those things I absorb through osmosis. It's it's a PlayStation 2 video game. It's been re-released on the PS3 and then here again on the PS4, so it's out there, dude. Yeah, yeah, um... And it, but it's not like I didn't. I wasn't interested when it came out on the PS2. That was the thing. So I guess it's sort of my fault. Not my fault. I don't know. I'll get. I'll, I'll beat it eventually. That that brings up a, a good. That brings up a good point. I don't know if you want to get into that right now, or we can shelve it for later. The idea that last time I talked a lot about God of War and how and Fortnite and shit and how I don't really like things that are popular, but I made that a lot about myself. Are there any games that you? just won't play regardless of their popularity or their critical acclaim just flat out say no i don't care i don't want to i won't hold it hold it against the game merely because it's popular um i gave fortnite a try um i didn't play a whole lot of it it didn't take me long to figure out that i'm not good at it and it's not really the kind of game for me um, but I can see why it's so popular with other people, but, um, most of the time, and I've said this before, most of the time I don't play, when I don't play a game, it's just because I'm not interested, either, uh, I don't know the studio that made it, uh, I'm not interested in the genre, or the premise of the, you know, of the game, so, it's, I, 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 I just, I try not to let some things acclaim or popularity or whatever influenced my decision. Now, that's not to say it hasn't happened. Um, for instance, Mass Effect. I 
got into that game because so many people talked about it. That was so great, but it took me, I think, three years after the first one came out for me to even play that, play the first one. Then I, then I played it. and I thought, oh my god, this is. I can see what everybody's <laughs> talking about. It's so good. So it took me. It took me two years to play the first Assassin's Creed, and maybe three years to play the first Uncharted. And by that, I mean I owned both games, but never touched them. Now, I don't think I've ever done that before. Um, <laughs> nah, well. Uh, although, there have been, there's been a few times where I've had a, I've, I bought a game, and then it's been a few months since I played it. But I've tried to, I've tried to kick that habit, um, just because it's, it's not very responsible, uh, financial-wise. <laughs> and uh, there's, since there's... I bought this car, but I don't really want to drive it. <laughs> well, in in games, just you know, there's there's such. It seems like there's attention spans are all time low these days. So it doesn't take long for games to get out of the spotlight and then soon go on sale, which I find so. so yes. It's always it's usually always better to wait. That's also something I've been doing lately these past couple of weeks. I, I don't know where I got this idea. As I get most of my ideas, they just happen. Of, I, I want to try games again. That either I dismissed initially for whatever reason, or started and never finished, or bought years ago but never actually really got into. And so I went back to a lot of 360 games and played excuse me, PlayStation 3 games. And... Um, for some of them, like Dragon's Dogma, which was a JRPG that came around the same time as Dark Souls, so it got a lot of unfair comparisons, even though it's nothing like that game. I said, you know what, I tried playing this years ago, I don't know why I stopped. Let's play it again, let's beat it, let's see what's, you know, what did I miss over all these years? And it was re-released on PS4, like, two years ago. In uh, playing through it a couple hours, I remembered, oh yeah, now I know why I didn't finish it, because it fucking sucks and I hate it. Without getting too technical into the nuances of the game, uh, it's bullshit, and I don't like it, and I don't want to play it anymore, and I was right all those years ago when I stopped, so it's good for that validation. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's very few times, personally, that I find that, uh, I changed my opinion about a game or a series. See, but it has happened for me. It actually, believe it or not, happened with Dark Souls. I played that back in 2012, and I said, fuck this, this sucks. And now it's one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, maybe there's hope for me yet. <laughs> as, far as, as far as Dark Souls and Bloodborne goes. No, don't 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 bother. Don't worry about it. Not important. Yeah, but there's been and, and there's plenty of games that I have on my shelf right now that I like. I either start it and I like it, but just something comes up, or I played it so much that I kind of burn myself out on it. Yeah, which is yeah. also something I'm trying to work on, because um, well, you know, you know firsthand how I'm. You, when I, I can get you, into a game. You specifically, I've I've never seen this get really into a game where you'll only play that all day every day, for like a couple of weeks and just totally waste yourself on it. And I'm like, have you done anything else but play the game? You're like, no, I don't even eat or drink anymore. I just consume this game. That's probably a little exaggeration, but it's nope, not... That's, 100, that's a direct quote. Well, I mean, the eating and drinking part. But yeah, I do immerse myself in in a game if I really, really like it. In the new hotness, though. Yeah, and that happened with... 
I'm trying to think. Probably the last game I did that with was uh, God of War. Uh, yeah, probably. Although I don't know, I took I, I I was playing a couple other things in between as well. With that, I did finish it fairly quickly, just because it's not. I mean, it's like a thirty-hour game, which you know, compared to a lot of other games I've played, it's not that long. But and it's one of the easiest platinums out there to get. So. Um, oh, so you're done with it? Please mail it to me, so I don't have to spend any money on it. I guess I could, um, but I'm trying to. Yeah, but I think I also did that with the uh, Rampa, and I have no regrets on that. Well, that that's a little bit different. You're not playing. I know people. I don't want to get into this. They're two very different kinds of games. It, and for that, it was the story, and I I'm a yeah, sucker for yeah. mystery games, so it was easy for me to get to get sucked in. So. There are a couple other games I've been trying to replay or restart from the beginning. Uh, Risen 3 Titan Lords, a couple hours into that. Red Faction Armageddon, I beat that after not having played it for many years. Um, and then another game on my 360 that I've had for so long, but I never really could get into. I had the HD Devil May Cry series of 1, 2, and 3. And also on my PS4 last year, I got the re-release of Devil May Cry 4. And two years ago, no, 2015, three years ago, I got DMC, which was the reboot that was on last gen, but they poured it over to this gen. So I've owned, I actually own all the games. I've just played so little of them. And I know they're your favorite, among your favorite series of games. And I kept, you know, you think back, what was the reason I couldn't beat this the first time? So I played DMC, the reboot, the one you don't like. And I remembered why I didn't beat it the first time. There's a lot of platforming shenanigans that I don't much care for in all these games. I've always said Devil May Cry is kind of like the Japanese God of War in that it's action-based and you beat up a lot of dudes and you get new weapons and you just beat the fuck out of things. There's no real rhyme or reason to it. And also, especially true of the first two God of War games, horrible, terrible platforming sections that irritate me to no end. And I don't know if it's simply the jumping mechanics I'm not any good at or the dodging mechanics or the fighting but I'm just not really any good at these Devil May Cry games, or even Twitch action-style games. But I did beat DMC, and I did enjoy that. But going back to play the original trilogy or 4 are a serious struggle for me, and I don't know if it's because they're so old, or it's just not hitting with me, I just don't have it. Defend this... <laughs> Defend these games. Oh, um... Okay, Your Honor, um... Make your case for this thing that I don't think I like. Well, I mean, like any genre, it's a it's a niche, and it's even though it's a lot of people have played it, it's still an acquired taste. Um, and I do think I do think the first three, definitely the first two, but the first three of the original trilogy are somewhat dated, uh, which is understandable because. I think the third one came out 12 years ago, something like that. So it's hard to go back and play those. And, um... It, yeah, the platforming always seemed kind of shoehorned in. Uh, like like with God of War. Um, it's a lot of jumps you can barely make. Like, they're purposefully designed so that you barely land on that dumb platform. Yeah, and there's always a double jump mechanic added in later in the game and you gotta take that into account and um I think in uh there, there's like a 
there's also like things you can grapple onto to get to a new area or something like that. But those always, for me, those always just, you know, were kind of afterthought. I didn't, you know, I wouldn't, uh, they were just kind of there, just another obstacle to overcome in the game. But, um, I always just, I just like those games just because they, they make you, you're a badass. You play the, as this badass fighter guy, either Dante, uh, the devil hunter or Kratos, who the Spartan warrior. And, uh, yeah, you just beat it, beat the crap out of big monsters and supernatural enemies. Um, it's mindless fun. I understand that. Yeah. You don't really, uh, not a premise is really as needed. Um, now devil may cry for me. It's like kind of like the resident evil series, which also made by the same guy. Um, yeah. In that I do like the characters, albeit they are extremely cheesy. Uh, but I don't really mind that. It's just, um, my own personal taste, you know, I just... every Everything is context. You you know, who you were when you first played these games as a, I'm going to assume, young teenager? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably preteen when the first one came out. But, uh... Yeah, that's... You know, that's a lot to do with it. And, uh... That's not to say that now that I'm adult that I don't like those games. Um... I don't know if I'll go back and play them anytime soon. I did play four, I think, a year or two ago, uh, but I didn't beat it. I just um, wanted to get back into it because they were. I think the special edition came out, and I wanted to see what extra features and stuff were in it. So, uh, upraised graphics, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I think a couple new characters were added into it, which was fun, um, but it wasn't enough for me to get through a full playthrough. So, um. Now, what is your real issue with DMC, the one they just called DMC? It's Devil May Cry, the reboot uh, for last gen, 360, and PS3. And not just yours specifically, because I was looking up stuff, believe it or not, related to Mass Effect Andromeda. And it kind of went off into this tangent of people uh, comparing graphics and stuff. And then they put like screenshots of that and this game that came out recently, Hellblade. And the people who made that were Ninja Theory. And there was a thread of discussion of Oh, everyone likes Ninja Theory now, even though they were super mad at them when they did the DMC thing because they were a British company who took on a Japanese property and changed up all the graphic styles and whatnot. I just found that interesting. As a contrast of things you've said in the past about not liking it, at the very least, the art style. Yeah. Um, I like to give a more in-depth answer to than it's just not the original. Um, yeah, sure. But a lot of it is that. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, plus, it just it tells the same story as the first and third games. Okay, it re- introduces the Prince of Darkness, Mundus, although he has a much more mundane human form in the reboot. And it also <clears throat> it also goes over the relationship with uh, between Dante and Virgil, and um, but it's, who is, for people who haven't played it, is his twin brother or just brother? Uh, well, in the originals, it's they're twins, but in the reboot, Virgil's his older brother. And uh, for some reason, he has white hair, but Dante has black hair. Um, and that's never really satisfactorily ex- explained. Um, 
Japan is the answer. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Although for although for the reboot, no, I don't really have an answer for that. Yeah. Plus, well, <clears throat> the original Dante, again, for people who haven't played, he, he's uh, this white hair, red trench coat wearing. Uh, he has wields a huge broadsword, uh, two two huge twin guns, and while he's very Yes, he's very Japanish, and he came out. <laughs> he came out kind of in a time when Sephiroth and Kuja and all the you know all these white hair antagonists or protagonists were coming out. Um, I always liked him. I thought he was always, he's always a badass, had a devil may care uh, attitude. Um, That's the name of the game, sort of. Yeah, he yeah he was always smooth and he was funny and a badass. But then the reboot comes and. He's this short, black-haired, emo-looking guy who's just super broody and mad at everything. Um, they made him almost a teenager. He's not quite. He's like young adult, sort of, you know. Yeah, he's like 19 or 20, I'd say. Well, I did enjoy the game. I'd probably give it, I don't know, probably like a 7.5, 8 out of 10, um, just for the gameplay alone. Yeah. Um, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot, and I... I liked how different the weapons felt from each other, um, which has always been also also another strength, I think, of the Devil May Cry series and what sets it apart from games like God of War, where in God of War, Kratos always had his default Blades of Chaos or some variation of that. It always, like any of the other weapons, just were second fiddle to the original ones. Uh, but Devil May Cry always, I think, always had a good selection, good variety of weapons. It always kept things fresh. So, and um, and I, like I said, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I didn't hate the reboot, but I just, I don't know, it felt kind of unnecessary, and it seemed there like there was that thing in the back of your mind of this wasn't made by the same people. Yeah, and it just, it seemed like, it seemed like Ninja Theory wanted to put their own stamp on it, which I guess they did, but not stray too far off from the quote unquote lore of the universe. So they, sure. they kind of rehashed a lot of, uh, story elements from previous games and just put, you know, minor tweaks into them. So, and, um, it was a solid game. I don't hate it by any, by any means. So it is what it is. So, well, good news. You can play it because they also ported that to Xbox One, PS4. Oh, great. <laughs> Can't wait. Today, it's the only Devil May Cry game I've beaten. Therefore, by default, it is the best. It is very unlikely I will go back and beat 1, 2, or 3. It's possible, not probable, that I'll beat 4. Because I just spent an entire level going backwards because these fucking games do not give you directions on which way to go and actually allow you to backtrack as far as you'd like. That's fair. And hey, it's like it's hard for me to go back and replay old games that I love and I or I loved back yeah. then. Like it's like, man, I loved this game back then, but I just you know, it's it's hard to get through now and whether that's just because the graphics aren't you know, as you know, or way worse, or it's usually gameplay like graphics. I, I don't know. I've always been, I've always been someone who can kind of get past. You can ignore that. Yeah. For the most part. Um, but 
if the uh, controls are wonky or if there's uh, mechanics that I just think are really outdated or stupid. Oh, that actually <laughs> that actually reminded me of something. Um, I was kind of I was watching a uh, let's play because I've been kind of on a Persona binge, and I was kind of watching a little let's play of Persona Three. A fair warning: if we go down this road, we may never come back. No, I just I just wanted to. I just wanted to add to this last point um, okay. about going back to old games, but there's a, uh, I've never played three, but I, and I noticed during the let's play that even though persona three is an RPG that you cannot actually control your other party members in it. And I have never, right. I have never heard that even in the old RPGs that I used to play, like in the nineties and early aughts, I just like, wow, I, who thought this was a good idea? So it would be hard for me to go back, like, even if I had played Persona 3 back then, it'd be hard for me to go back and be like, wow, I can't do, you know, I can't control anything these other people are doing. I just give them general commands, so. And it's like that with a lot of games. A lot of those older games. We've come a long way in terms of design, uh, both of AI and of control and of camera control. Camera control is one of my real big issues with that old Devil May Cry stuff. It's like, Holy fuck, why is this so slow? Why is it going the wrong way? Can we just turn around, please? Oh my god, why is this level so long? Other than that, you know, it's a fine, enjoyable experience. Well, if you can... If you've played... If if you ask me to play any of them, or which one you should play, I would say if any of them, play 3, because it's a prequel to all the others. You don't need to play any of the others to understand 3. And in my opinion, it's still the best one. Well, I've read Dante's Inferno, and I feel like I understand the story just fine. That's not quite the same thing, but... Um... That's where they lift the characters, Dante, who is Dante Alighieri, the narrator, and Virgil, who wrote Aeonid, who was his guide through hell. Again, the, there was some inspiration also, taken from that, but not quite the same. But Also, as an aside, among the many games I will defend, I will defend the Dante's Inferno game from last gen. I don't remember who made it. I think it was Visceral who made the Dead Space series. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a God of War ripoff straight up and down. But I enjoyed it, so fuck the haters. Yeah, it was a... Yeah, it, I, I never played it myself, but yeah, it did seem like a, a big hack and slash kind of action yeah. game, so... You just you just go through the circles of hell and you beat the fuck out of the devil. It's great. Yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of a... Uh, what's that other game? Uh, Darksiders? That's... Eh... Except there you're working for the people who started the apocalypse. Well, I meant it, in that it's a God of War. Oh, a God clone. of War rip. No, actually, God of... Uh, Darksiders is much closer to a Legend of Zelda knockoff. Yeah, I do kind of I, I sense that, because I, I bought the remasters because they were like five bucks. And, yeah, uh, yeah there is some there is some customization in that, uh, but I haven't gotten too far in it, so... I mean, it's a lot of, like, go into this dungeon, get a new item, use this new item to beat the boss style of gameplay. Also, you have to find a map in every dungeon. It's very Zelda. It's like Amorated Zelda. Oh, God of War. Which is what I've, what I've wanted for years. Yeah, God of War had that, too. Like, you'd get Medusa's head, and you'd have to use it against the next en- big enemy or whatever, so. I know that was a linear progression as opposed to Zelda games have been. It was like, okay, go here whenever you feel like it. Okay, go to the next place whenever you feel like it. Yeah, those early Zelda games, uh, the formula was there were the whole dungeons would be centered around the new object you get. Yeah, and 
you couldn't beat that boss without it. So definitely not the case in the newest Zelda Breath of the Wild. Me, I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll ever actually buy a Switch. I, I just don't have it in me to give a fuck about Mario and Zelda anymore. It's not that I'm too old. It's just that I already skipped a generation, and I would be seriously going back. It's like, man, I, I would just rather... I don't know. Maybe it's because there's no trophies. Maybe because of this lack of internet shit. I, there's just something in it that's... I'm over Nintendo, and I'm probably never going back. Yeah, I know we've we've had off-air conversations about this a lot. Um, but I think you're... I think your tastes slowly mature. Maybe mature is not the right word, but you know what I mean. No, it's definitely not the right word. <laughs> I have not matured over the years. I've dematured. But they change. Um, yes. You're changing. Yes. You're changing games. Do change. So you're changing games. Do change. Okay. Your taste in <laughs> games do taste. Exactly. And uh, your tasty games taste great. And uh, I know you can't taste in real life, so don't bring it up. Um, but I've, I, I got a Switch, and I don't regret buying it. Um, it's a lot of fun, and it's a neat console. And I've had fun playing the games on it. But, uh, like, the last Mario, Super Mario Odyssey, it was a, it's a lot of fun. And I was... Um, and I really... I, I, do, I do respect uh, new ways that they try and keep the very old franchise fresh. Uh, I'll give them that. They, they're, they're not just trying to throw out the same game and, you know, with a new fresh coat of paint and have people buy it, even though people probably still would, but, but it was a lot of fun. I played it, I beat it, and that was it. Um, The end. Yeah, (laughs) basically that's, yeah, that's basically how it was. Like, I didn't, I didn't stay up all night thinking, oh my gosh, Super Mario Odyssey, it's like one of the best games I've ever played. Just like, it didn't consume my whole day and night, like, you know, like Danganronpa or Persona 5 when I first played it or uh, some of these other games have. So, but it was a very enjoyable game. So that, you know, that enough. Uh, I, I Maybe that sometimes that's just, that's enough. I, I, yeah, it really is. Sometimes I've said this before on old shows that don't exist anymore. Um, you need games that are just okay. You don't need, you know, AAA five-star games all the time. We can't have that. You'll, you'll saturate the industry. Everybody's looking for market share. Whether it's independent games or games that are only a couple hours old or retro stuff, you need games that are just like, okay, I spent a couple hours in it. I got what I wanted out of it. Delete. You know, I don't need any more. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, you can't eat steak all the time. Some, yeah. Sometimes you need a nice hamburger or something. Sometimes I can't eat gluten either, so I can't have a hamburger at all. Just I can't use any food analogies or comparisons or metaphors. You really <laughs> cannot. Not involving food. Pick something else. But I think it's. I want to go. I want to go back, like ten minutes ago. You mentioned the thing with Dante's hair. One of the first conversations you and I ever had one on one was, believe it or not, about Dante's hair. Uh, I, I, you know, I have a good memory for conversations. This is years and years and years and years ago. We started talking. I don't remember exactly how we got to this context. Involving, actually, you know what? It may have been with Metal Gear Solid, because Raiden's white hair, and you said something to the effect of the only video game characters or male characters that you were cool with having white hair was Dante from Devil May Cry, and Geralt from The Witcher. 
And then we got into a discussion about The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings, which had come out uh, back then on 360. And for whatever reason, I was under the impression that you had already played and enjoyed that game and were recommending it to me. Little did I know you had not played the game at that point. But you actually are responsible for me playing that game, so it's all your fault. Thanks a lot, asshole. I have zero recollection of this conversation to be honest <laughs> it was with a you. long time ago dude god i bet it was um yeah i think i think that that was probably around the time like i had obviously had heard of the witcher series because uh, i i believe i was recommended that game to somebody i was you know in high school with and um i looked into it and i thought okay who's this Who's this really old guy that we're playing as? Geralt. Oh, okay. He's not old. He just has white hair. Okay, that's kind of weird. Actually, he is really old. He's like 150 or something. True, but I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, I thought, oh, oh, he's called the White Wolf. Okay, all right. Well, he kind of pulls off the white hair, so that's. I guess it's okay. Um, I'm surprised I didn't say Sephiroth in that in that list of exceptions. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think you like Sephiroth, though, do you? I think he was a cool bad guy. Now I think having having recently played again, I mentioned last show. I'm very slowly replaying every Final Fantasy ever, with two exceptions of the MMOs uh, and Revenant Wings. Um, I've just recently, in the last couple of months, beaten Final Fantasy VII and Sephiroth. I was like, how did this guy become so popular? I don't get it. How did he become such a fanboy slash fangirl heartthrob? Like he's he's just a guy, and his motivations are kind of. Not real clear. Mostly, and yeah, mostly looks. The, the worst thing he, the worst thing he does is kill Aerith, I guess. But and it's like, I didn't really care about Aerith. I'll be honest. Maybe I would have in 1997 had I not been, had I not known she was dead. Spoilers. Well, I was, I, I, I was devastated when that happened because I was, I, I was know. a big fan of Aerith. But yeah, it's mostly his looks. It, it was honest. the Danganronpa of its time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fangirls flocking to the silver-haired psycho <laughs> or or like no of like heartbreak over a character you liked that died out of nowhere yeah then that, that was really that was big for a game like that back then so i know that that stuck with a lot of people myself included um plus he had that huge sword which looks so badass but looking back on it, it seems very impractical and just <laughs> cumbersome to use as opposed to the Cloud's uh, Buster Sword, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I was not okay with that day one. I thought, okay, look at his skinny-ass arms. How could he even lift that sword? <laughs> this little Lego man. Yeah, plus it was a it was a, it was was a a good game from a well-established series, so it, a lot of things, a lot of pieces fell into place for Sephiroth to uh, get in the mainstream and, you know, stay in people's minds. Welcome back to the Internet's Worst Movie Podcast. We're switching it up here. So, Stizzy, what did you think of Solo, A Star Wars Story? Well, seeing how it just came out today and I haven't seen it... Um, oh, fuck. Okay, okay. What did you think of Deadpool 2? Um, seeing as it came out last week and I still haven't seen it... Son of a bitch. I've already seen both of these movies. Well, I'm going to see Deadpool 2 tonight. I have... I can't make any promises that I'll even see Solo, to be honest. Alright. Well, you let me know when you're done with those, I guess. What have you seen? Uh, well, uh, I saw Infinity War, Part 1. Excellent. Our 
No, it's just Infinity War. That's right. It's just called uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. So what do you say we spoil the hell out of that? Sounds good. Hey, it's been out for about a month now, so... Yeah, it's y'all's fault. Plus, there are memes everywhere from it. With the fading out of the dusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the... Uh, one of my favorites uh, for all you Game of Thrones fans out there is when the uh, Three-Eyed Raven disappears and looks at Brandon Stark and says, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Wow, that's some, that's a good double reference. It w- I don't watch Game of Thrones, but that's a good double reference. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was clever. Although I wish people would stop using that line, because it's meant to be really tragic and sad, and it is in the moment, but memes. Yeah, it's... It, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was tearing up, I mean... A little bit when that happened, because you know he's just a kid. You know he's Spider Man. He's a badass, but yeah. yeah, he's just a kid, and you feel bad for him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was a great movie. I really liked it. I saw it twice. I paid money to go I, see it I twice. I am of the two of us, especially Rob. Let's just discount him because he's on record as not liking superhero movies. Just straight up, of the two of us, I am absolutely the bigger superhero fan. I own more comics, I've read more comics, I've played more games, I've consumed more superhero media over my lifetime than you have. But you you like Infinity War more than I do. I I, I think I might. Um and maybe that's because I'm not as big a fan as Perhaps. you or some others are. But uh I, I believe it's uh I think it's been acclaimed by pretty much everybody, comic book fans alike, because obviously it can't do you know, it can't have every single character detail from the comics and the movies. Um, comics have a year to tell their story, and your movie's got two, two and a half hours max. Yeah. But it's also, with this Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's done a good job with the other movies in the universe building up to this moment and to this mm-hmm. movie. So um, it had a ton of weight behind it, and it had a lot of expectations, and I think. For the most part, they knocked him out of the park. Um, you've been saying for years that you've wanted to get kind of into comics, but have never really found a good entry point. Yeah, it's very it's very intimidating because there's just so many issues and so many retellings and new authors telling their own mm-hmm. stories. So, I'll tell you what. If you will send me God of War, I will send you every X-Men issue from its inception in 1960 to 2005. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to save you a lot of energy and shipping costs. I will not read every, I will not read all of those. Trust me. Oh no, it's it's on a CD. Oh, uh, like viewed on my computer have, or audio? No, uh, yeah, it's me narrating it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have it. On, I have all the. I have every Amazing Spider-Man from its inception in 1963-2005. I have every X-Men from 1960-2005. I have every Fantastic Four. 2005. I have every Silver Surfer. I have every Ghost Rider. Uh, there's one other. <laughs> it's out of my brain right now. Yeah, I own all those. Yeah, you're you are a real Marvel fanboy. Yes, I am. I like the the first comic book I ever read. Actually, was a Justice League about environmentalism and like national parks and shit. And I was a little kid, too dumb to realize I was being preached to. Um, uh, and the first character I ever gravitated towards was Green Arrow. Because he was still back then just basically a Robin Hood knockoff and he looked a lot like Robin Hood. And when I was a kid, I really liked Robin Hood. And I've even built my own bow out of like a shoestring and a twig in the backyard and shit. I loved archery. I still love archery. Archery's cool. Ooh, lolly. 
The song uh, from the movie, the uh, Disney Robin Hood, like Oodle La. I saw that once. I I don't think I've ever actually seen that all the way through. It's not my favorite Disney, but I like it. I much prefer Men in Tights. That is a funny one. But not uh, the Russell Crowe movie. I didn't like that. Maybe this reboot that's like super ultra badass. It's not your daddy's Robin Hood. We've got guns and shit. It looks fucking awful. What, they're they're making another remake? Yeah, they already have a trailer out. Oh, I didn't didn't know this. Is it called yeah. is it called Robin Hood or Yeah. Just yeah. Hood? Oh, okay. All right. Although it basically looks like Arrow season two. Yeah. Like even like the premise of it. Yeah, that's kinda I, I kinda see that as the modern day Robin Hood, to be honest. Kinda, not really. I mean the character Green Arrow doesn't do anything like that. And that he starts off rich for one. True, but he does steal from those that have more more than others and are taking advantage of other people. In the in the initial season, yeah, that's the idea. Uh, where it's gotten to now, my God, it's like fucking balls crazy. I, I used to go by the standard formula of Marvel movies good, DC movies bad. Marvel shows bad, DC shows good. And that's waxed and wanes over the years, but I think it's a, a nice principle. Like Justice League was not very good. But it wasn't horrible. And as for the Marvel like Netflix shows, I've never liked any of them except for the season one of Luke Cage. And that seems more and more like an outlier the further and further we get away from it. Yeah, probably probably because even though <clears throat> you know he was it, it was part of the shows that were gonna the Netflix Marvel shows that were going to turn into the Defenders, it felt mm-hmm. Separate from all the other ones, so I think it, yeah, it was easier to. Did you did you finish that season? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally, yeah, I did. I I enjoyed it. One of my favorite things, actually, of that show. Let's just spoil off Luke Cage season one when the superhero chat. Um, uh, was actually the character Shades. I thought he was the fucking best character in that show, and maybe of the whole Netflix Marvel series of any one of. I always liked the secondary underlings more for some reason. Like in Daredevil season one, I liked Wesley way more than the terrible Kingpin. But the stuck fucking worst character in that show killed off the best character. Anyways, Shades was awesome and he was creepy and really good at, at, at acting and a great character. Yeah, I also liked how he wasn't, he wasn't really, well, he was affiliated with uh, Cottonmouth, but he wasn't working for Cottonmouth per se. He was working for uh, right. Diamondback, I think it was. Um, yeah. The snake thing makes more sense in the comics. Just move on from it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, he in he he's kind of like that. He's kind of like that guy in a big fight that just stands there for a while and doesn't do anything, but you know when he does something, it's gonna be awesome. What did you think of when halfway through the season they killed off Cottonmouth? Yeah, that was really unexpected because yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed his character. I thought he was. I thought he was really good. He was a, a really good foil to Luke Cage. Um, you know, they they both uh, kind of you know pulled themselves from nothing and went through some hard times to get where they are. Now, granted, Luke Cage, you know, he had the benefit. You know, he had the luck of being in a laboratory experiment gone wrong that gave him superpowers. But yeah, that kind of that that kind of came out of left field, to be honest. And 
Well, I think overall I enjoyed the season. I still wish he had stuck around a little bit longer. I think they could have done. I think they could have explored his character a little more. I think he still had a little more to offer. But I, I, I think overall, it, you know, they they were able to uh, they were able to you know make it make it work. So I, I think I do think it was a good, an interesting idea of like when Diamondback ended up showing up and he's got a dump suit and is like, well, you're kind of dispatched fairly early. The idea of it doesn't need to be superhero versus super villain. It can just be superhero versus regular villain. I cannot remember her name because it's been a couple of years since I've, uh, however long I've been since I've seen Luke Cage's one. Marion was that her name? Um, I generally can't remember the name. Yeah, it's a lady. I can't either. I'm, I'll Anyways, whatever her name was, her idea, uh, her uh, because she's like a political foil. You know, she's out in the public and this. Uh, idea of a politician, although she made some really stupid mistakes, frankly, throughout that season. It, it wasn't the usual kind of villain we have in these style of things. Even the Kingpin was more into, much more into the criminal underworld than he was into being a public face. Yeah, that was kind of an afterthought later on in the season. Yeah. And I think where Luke Cage really shown that all the other shows, Daredevil and just especially Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, severely lacked in that Luke Cage was allowed to win some then lose some, then win some again. Far too often in these Netflix Marvel shows, you see the hero lose and lose and lose and lose, and then win in like the 11th hour. Jessica Jones is the absolute worst example of this I've ever seen. And then the final episode, even though she's been controlled by the Purple Man fucking throughout half the season, she just like snaps his neck like it's nothing. Even though apparently he's back in season two. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about season two. But she never has any victories up to that point, up to the last episode. So how am I supposed to care? Daredevil gets his ass kicked the entire season. And then the last episode, he gets finally gets the suit, and then he fights Kingpin, and he wins. And then in Daredevil Season 2, he goes to visit the Kingpin as Matt Murdock, and the Kingpin beats his ass, and Matt doesn't do anything about it. Terrible. Yeah, for I remember, I know Daredevil, he, obviously he, you know, beat up some lackeys, and, you know, disrupted some operations, but it never really felt like it affected kingpin all that much yeah um just was kind of an annoyance but uh like you know that that part i can't remember what episode it was but when uh luke cage breaks into the uh is it like a community center where you know being used yeah. as a front for cottonmouth's yes. uh laundering the money that really hit cottonmouth and that put him in in a corner and uh i guess i guess looking back on it that could uh, you know, I guess the writing was on the wall that Cottonmouth, you know, his time was coming to a to a close. Um, because then he just you know threw everything that he had at Luke Cage. But you understand my philosoph my philosophical idea of win some lose some. You know, the bad guy gains ground, then the good guy gains ground, rather than just one side constantly winning. Yeah, and I think that I they did a really good job juggling that, considering. The superhero, the hero of the story, is literally indestructible. Um, he's Superman, and Cottonmouth is kind of, uh, you know, urban Lex Luthor. You know, he's not as, yeah. you know, he's not as well funded, obviously, and he's not as smart as Lex Luthor. But you know, he's using every resource resource at his disposal disposal to fight a unbeatable opponent, who just so mm -hmm. happens to be the hero and. 
I, I can I can respect that honestly, um, you know even though he's a he's an evil dude and he does bad things so, but yeah they did a good job. Which sadly is the exception rather than the norm because as I've mentioned those other shows I, I just I haven't watched The Punisher I haven't watched Defenders I I'm not going to watch Jessica Jones season two I'm just like I can't these shows are not delivering to me the mega superhero fan what I want. Uh, they're just a lot of like depressing, soul-searching stuff that you can get anywhere else. Like, what is the difference between these people who hate themselves versus any other TV show that's popular with a main character that hates themselves? They're like, I-, I gave up on House after like five seasons. I don't need to see any more I'm-so-depressed hero characters. I've had it with that. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, you... It's good to see the hero win. It's okay to let the hero win. In yes. your stories sometimes. I mean, that's... In theory, they're going to eventually, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it's uh, and as long as it feels earned and, uh-huh. you know, not handed to them on a silver platter, that I think that makes it even better, and that makes uh, following their journey even more worthwhile. Um, and it's hard... For these Marvel shows, it's really hard to find... Uh, you know, reliable consensus about them because everybody's everybody that I've ever heard touts Jessica Jones, but I'm kind of like you. I watched it and I just I didn't like the character it's, it's and I didn't like the story. Terrible so. show. There's not one likable person in that show. And a lot of people have uh, said they liked Punisher, but again, I'm wary because everybody loves. Everybody <laughs> said they love Jessica Jones. Iron Fist is really the only one that I've heard pretty much universal dislike for uh and also defenders which is supposed to be the you know the avengers the avengers yeah, yeah of the uh netflix universe so I, I i never saw i never saw defenders but i did see all of iron fist and it's the same problem kind of with daredevil in that he loses a ton but it's also a fucking moron like uh danny rand in that show just makes dumb decision is so ill-informed because the the Marvel Netflix shows are not the only ones who do this, but they give you a full perspective show. You see from the hero side, you see from the villain side, you see everyone in between. You get individual time with all of these characters. And I don't know if that's such a good thing anymore, to be honest. Believe it or not, I want to tie this in with Persona 4. In Persona 4, you get only from the hero character side and don't until the end see the villain side, as opposed to Persona 5 where you see both hero and villain back and forth throughout. And we've already discussed on which we think is a better story throughout. So the idea of we see these people conspiring against the hero, and the hero has no idea, but the audience knows. So the audience is forever waiting for the hero to catch up to them. And I think that's just bad storytelling. And it doesn't uh, limit to video games. It doesn't limit to superhero shows. But this idea of knowledge that the character doesn't have that the audience does, I think is a, a lousy way to get off to make the, have the hero make really bad decisions. Yeah, definitely. It, it definitely makes you as, you know, as the uh, player or the viewer, obviously second guess every decision that the hero makes, because you know, that's the wrong decision. You know, the, the mastermind or the antagonist, they're anticipating that they're going to counter that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm generally in agreement that yeah, it's 
I don't mind seeing little snippets of what, you know, like keeping tabs on the antagonists. Uh, like, um, I know, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, uh, oh, uh, like Dragon Age Origins, like every now and then you would like see like what, oh, Logan, yeah. lo- what Logan was doing, but mm-hmm. he wasn't even, I mean, he was a antagonist, but he wasn't the antagonist. And it was so brief, it was like one or two minute scenes, that was it. And you didn't really see in depth his plans, just, you know, him interacting with other people and showing the state of his, you know, current mindset and uh, how people are treating him, whatnot. So, uh, for the most part, yeah, I do, stories are more enjoyable from the protagonist viewpoint. And especially with Persona 4, because it was necessary that it stayed you only saw the viewpoint yes, yeah. of the uh, of the main character because you know it was a murder mystery. It was uh, you know it, it, that would take all the fun out of it if you just saw a dachi just sitting there like mm-hmm, you know with a, like shifty eyes or whatever, uh, like they do in the, those old vaudeville films. So. <laughs> I'm also trying to think. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good. Um, yeah, that's a good exercise. Yeah, I think back of the, you know, my favorite stories. Yeah, I think Harry Potter's the same way. You just see it from Harry Potter's perspective. Um and it's only until like later like the later books you get a chapter you know of what the bad guys doing, but I'll take your word for it. I only ever read the first one when I was 11. But I did play the Lego games. But um, that was back when the Lego games didn't have dialogue in them. There was a lot of pointing at the thing. So I played through all eight, I guess, or however many was of the Harry Potter movies in Lego form. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing for any of them. I was like, I think I'm fighting a snake. I think I'm fighting like clones or something. There's maybe a dragon. There's this bald guy. There's a bunch of bald guys. Who's this mustache dude? Uh-huh. Just doing it. Yeah, there's... <laughs> You're definitely missing a lot. Uh, hand gestures and expressions can only <laughs> can only tell so much. Was I really though? Hmm? I don't think I was. Harry Potter, I'm a lot like. First of all, I blame Harry Potter for a lot of modern films and TV shows. Harry Potter uh, started this chain reaction of what's a popular book? We need to make it into a movie immediately, and not just with like young adult fiction, but you know shit like Fifty Shades of Grey immediately turned over into movies because they were popular books. There are a ton of examples uh, from younger adult fiction. Just turned over, and that never would have happened if it weren't for Harry Potter. So fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Well, the practice of turning a popular book or series into a movie has been well established. No, but it's been happening faster than ever. Game of Thrones, he's not, he's probably never, but he's not finished writing the books. How many books were out before they started filming the first season of the show? Five. It's the same effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going at a faster pace. I'll agree with that. Um, that I, a lot of that has to do, I think, just, I think Hollywood in general just is running out of ideas and they're leaving it up to book authors to. Yeah, come up with their you know, movie ideas to give new give new properties. <laughs> and now it's uh, 
<laughs> it's so funny because The Witcher is a video game based on a series of books, and now they're going to make a a TV series based off a video game based off a book series. So it's just yeah, but they actually they actually said it's more based off the books. Have you, have you read any of the books? No, right? No, no, I never. Read I've read them. I've read the first one. And I bring it up. I was actually going to bring this up to you guys whenever you were on PlayStation, but we're never on anymore, <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, it's hard to get together. Yeah, I, I recently, after however many years it's been, played through The Witcher Three again, and it's another game where I was. Did I, I hated this the first time. Was I right? And by the way, yes, I was. <laughs> but I did beat it, and uh, last year I finished the book finally after however many years. The book is so different from the games in that, in terms of like characterization. Like, Yennefer is a completely different character. And there's even this thing where, in the book, sorceresses, uh, like, manipulate their physical forms so that she made herself pretty. And, and Geralt, during some genie bullshit, has this, like, vision of that she used to be, like, hunchbacked. And one of her eyebrows is all weird. And she has a longer nose and stuff. Like, they does not describe her as looking like she does in the video game. I'm just saying that. Wow, I didn't know that. That's, um... Yeah. That definitely makes me rethink romancing her. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah, she just made herself up prettier with magic. Apparently, they all do. So, that. is it like an illusion, or is she does she actually alter her appearance? No, she actually altered her appearance okay. permanently. It's like I used magic to give myself plastic surgery. Okay, well, that's that's a little different. Geralt is practically the same. Eh, not really. He narrates to himself constantly like he does in the game. So they took that directly from there. He never, ever fucking shuts up for even a second. Uh, it's going to rain again. Smells bad. Well, here's Striga. I'm going to follow this blood trail. And that's all That's all in the book. The book is a series of short stories he's telling to someone who's healing his wounds. Which is another thing. In the book, he's the fucking worst witcher there's ever been. <laughs> the healer... They, no, the healer mentions to him, wow, those potions that witchers take really fuck with you. It's like, wow, witches aren't supposed to feel emotions, but you really love this this lady. It's like, wow, you were like a terrible witcher. Why are you the protagonist of these things? <laughs> you know, even among a uh, a fraternity of monster killing, monster slaying brothers, you know, they he still got to stand out. That's what I'm saying. It's just, yeah. it's not enough that he's, you know, this badass who survived this ritual. And experiment experiments on when he's a child that you know barely any kids survive, but yeah, he's also got to be like this. He's got to be the center of every political, <laughs> you know, shift or you know, huge change in the land. And he's just he's just kind of there. He's like, uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm just I'm just kind of a guy. And he talks. He's to some Forrest people. Gump. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I've never read the books. Um, I've heard there's like nine or ten of them. There's a whole I think bunch. there's five. Okay, all right. I only read the first one, and it ends on like a, a cliffhanger, which is horseshit, and I don't want to read anymore. I'm guessing they're prequels to the games. I'm assuming. I don't know if they really have anything to do with the games because the only thing that are in the games, and I only played Witcher two and three, not the first Witcher. Uh, Geralt's in it. Dandelion's in it, faffing around, being an idiot. Uh, Jennifer is in the last part of the book. Triss is named dropped, and that's it. Everybody else is just some fuck. Most of the book is Gerald riding into town. Hey, you guys have any monster problems? Yeah, well, there's a Triga or whatever killing all our children. Okay, I'll I'll kill it for five hundred dollars. 
It's like, no, fuck you. Okay, I'll kill it for $400. And that's the book, really. Yeah, he, he's got to be careful when he's bartering for reward <laughs> money. You know, lest the townspeople's mood uh, changes. Gotta get up on the sliding scale. How do we get back to talking about this stupid Witcher game? There's another game I hate. Yeah, we're talking. We were talking about movies, and it shifted a TV series. So kind of. Yeah, well, this thing. is the this is the most ADD episode ever of all time. It kind of is. So getting back to it, superheroes are great, and superhero movies are awesome, especially the Marvel ones. Yes, go watch them. Yes, go see Deadpool, even though that's not a Marvel one; it's a Fox one. But it's a Marvel character, so. Yes, and they make well. Actually, I, you know, I don't want to say one single word about it because you haven't seen it. As opposed to Infinity War, where we did, oh, I promised to spoil and we didn't actually spoil. Everyone dies except the original Avengers and Rocket. The end. Yeah, it was weird that they kept Rocket around, but I did think it was kind of neat that the yeah OG Avengers are still around. So it kind of ends like it begins. Plus, that way you don't have to, you know, pay a lot of those other actors all that money to you know for most of the movie. <laughs> That's the astonishing thing. The guys who've been around the longest are the contracts who are expiring and are getting paid the most, and you think Disney would want to dump them, but they're the ones they keep and they kill everybody else? What? I don't know. Yeah, it's... It's like a... It's like a baseball team that's holding on to the aging superstars with the really bad contracts and then dumping the prospects left and right. They are the Bartolo Colon of the Avengers. (laughs) He is the... He's the best player on the Texas Rangers <laughs> currently. And it's that it's just that just sums up everything about my favorite baseball team and it's I made a baseball reference. Makes me sad. I, hey, I'm proud of you. Oh, and everyone's getting there's going to be more movies. Spider-Man's already announced a new movie with Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. So, I really hope they put the fishbowl head on him. That'd be great. Is going to make a Black Widow movie? I don't know. How that's going to work out, really? Is that post or pre? Is Scarlet doing it? Is she not? I don't know. I don't know about that one, but... Ant-Man and the Wasp was coming out shortly. So even though he wasn't in Infinity War, this is what he was doing, dicking around here. Lord knows what the fuck happened to Hawkeye. The Archer, the best character, because he uses a bow. Yeah, and... Like, look look at the one time that he's not around. They get, yeah, they get fucked up. The there you go. He could have shot the gauntlet right out of his hand. Exactly. Or sh- yeah, shoot one of the stones loose. Hey, problem solved. Can I tell you one thing about Deadpool? Just one little thing. Deadpool 2. <sighs> okay, nothing... It's not, it's, does it, it doesn't involve the movie. It involves an actor. I like Josh Brolin as Cable more than I like Josh Brolin as Thanos. Okay, okay. So there you go. That's good. Did, I mean, did you... Like him at all with Thanos, or? Yes, but I guess it's a thing of, like, it's his voice and a digitization of his face made big and purple and pink versus putting some robot parts on him. It's one thing to see the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the opposite, but I, I think it's I think it's kind of cool whenever, especially since CGI is so good now that it can yes. look pretty realistic and... You can still, you can take a you can take a well known actor like that and put him in a you know, role like that, and you part of you knows it's Josh Brolin as Thanos, but you know it's just there. But there's 
enough CGI and uh, acting going on that it's you can believe that it's another character altogether. Uh, sure. Not that I'm saying that I'm going to have a hard time believing Josh Brolin as Cable, because I'm sure I won't. You know, he's, you know, grizzled badass with a gun, <laughs> so he does that, you know, role very well, so. You know, you really, really should do is play the Deadpool video game, which is excellent. And the more you know about Deadpool in the comic book universe, the more you'll enjoy that game. Well, I'm 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 gonna cut all this. I'm really looking forward to you seeing the movie, if only so I can go on a giant tangent about the comics. Because <laughs> I also own every Deadpool comic from its inception. Okay, all right. <laughs> now, see though, I love Deadpool. See, I don't know about X Men or Silver Surfer, but I might be interested in like Deadpool, like reading some Deadpool's and some Spider Man's. So, some Spider's Man's. Yes, yeah, Spider's Man's. <laughs> Well, let's get out of here then. Uh, thanks for listening to the Internet's Worst Gaming Slash Movie Podcast. Yeah, we were kind of all over the road today. This was this episode was everywhere today, but you know what? That's fine. Uh, I'll put a warning label. That's just the way it is. Sometimes we have a clear understanding, and sometimes it's whatever. Uh, believe it. Go ahead. Hey, at least we're back. You know. True. We're doing our thing. Believe it or not, here's a special preview. The next show I'm doing will be very ordered and structured because uh, way back when in episodes that no longer exist, and maybe I'll upload them to the archive, but I'm not promising anything because uploading these fucking shows is worse than editing them. Not really. Uh, we used to have my brother Nick as a guest on these shows. It was you, me, Rob, and uh, my brother Nick. Well, I'm going to have my other brother, whose name I've not yet been allowed to disclose, actually. We've had discussions on what I'm allowed to call him on the show. Uh, we're going to have a show with just me and him next episode. So look forward to that. He's a PC gamer, unlike the rest of us who play mostly console stuff. Yeah, you could come up with a cool code name for him, like Mr. X or Deep Throat. Yeah, that's a big no. Or uh, Childish Gambino. Uh, is this America, though? I mean, is it Lando? Hmm? Yeah, I, I, I had I had no idea who that was. Or he's neither a child nor Italian. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Say your goodbyes, Dizzy. Well, like I said, we're we're back, and we're hoping to get these more out more frequently, and hopefully get Rob back on this because I don't know what his deal is, but maybe he doesn't like us anymore. But anyways, we'll see. Anymore? Well, yeah. Well, maybe he does just doesn't like us even more. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone.